nine minutes. My snooze button gives me nine minutes. Nine, nine minutes is not a snooze. 90 minutes. That's a snooze. Has, has anyone ever woken up from the nine minutes refreshed? I was exhausted nine minutes ago, but now, right as rain. <laughs> Thank you, Gary Gullman. My name's Neil Headley. Thank you for hitting the snooze button express. I was prepared to write off a literal lifelong battle with insomnia to just be in part of the package when I took on more than 30 years of morning television and radio. Well, what I learned when I dug a little deeper is that I had a ton more to learn. So in this series, we try to help people sleep by figuring out why mine is so horribly broken, and hopefully we stumble upon some answers together. Now, from time to time, you're going to hear me tell our guests that when this show was first conceived, I wanted an answer to the question, how do you fall asleep in a foxhole? Well, this man might be better positioned to answer it than just about anybody because of the massive impact that he had over the course of a career on how the men and women in the United States Marine Corps are trained. He is the recipient of the Navy Distinguished Service Medal, the Defense Superior Service Medal, three legions of merit, the Joint Service Achievement Medal, the Joint Meritorious Service Medal, and that's just scratching the surface of the career of Major General Melvin Speece. One thing before we get to Major General Speece, you're going to hear me make a reference to a previous guest on the show named Liz Stanley. She introduced me to Mel Speece. If you want to look up her episode, it's about stress, trauma, PTSD, and sleep. But for now, let's get on with this week's episode and a conversation with Major General Melvin Speece. One of the things that has gotten the attention of people like you who are training our men and women in uniform is the, the idea that better sleep could make you a better, more effective soldier. So talk to me about how that process even begins. How do you teach someone how to sleep better? We have, this is been a bit of a topic for a while, although on the periphery in the Marine Corps, uh, there's a retired Marine Lieutenant General Paul Van Riper, who is an interesting figure in his own right. Uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of people who try to project themselves as intellects. Uh, he, he really is. And in fact, you, you can tell he is an intellect because he doesn't spend any time talking about how intellectual he is. <laughs> um, and uh, he had been concerned about sleep and the impact of sleep deprivation on functioning of leaders for quite a while. When he commanded the second Marine division, he imposed sleep cycles on units and operations. Uh, knowing that there are times when you simply can't, you're stuck in, in the fight, whatever that happens to be, whether you're in an operations center, you know, commanding units, or you're in the fight itself, you, you're going to have to work for 24 or 48 hours. But, but if you push yourself all the time, you don't have to, when you need to, you will end up collapsing. Um, in fact, General Van Rijpers, and he would come, and when I had the school for captains, he he came and would speak to the students. You know, there were some people that were just sort of on on the itinerary, and I, I was always sensitive about who we had come and talk to the students uh, for a bunch of different reasons. But part of it is I, you know, if they didn't have anything to say of value, I, I didn't want to waste the students' time. And Marine captains are 
they're like sophomores, they're cynical, they've got all the answers in the world, and we lose our credibility when we have people holding them hostage, telling them things that aren't of interest to them or of no value to them. Uh, but I, I added uh, another period from General Van Riper. He he was somebody I wanted to have in front of our students. Our students need to be needed to be exposed to somebody who would challenge them intellectually and challenge them about the idea of thinking and how you develop your your own ability to think. The the, the processes and the discipline necessary. But he had been working on this for, for quite a while. And Institutionally, we, you know, we picked it up kind of, sort of, but we, we never really kind of disciplined ourselves. And I remember my own experiences, in particular as a company commander. I, I go to the field, I wouldn't get sleep until the third night, and, and it was as a consequence of exhaustion and not out of my ability to sleep. I was a light sleeper sleeping in the field. Is, in a foxhole, if you will, is always tough. And and if you don't sleep well, as you know, the conditions that enable it are difficult. I, I also, uh, I had a couple of billets where I was a parachutist, and I'm afraid of heights. And I would not sleep um, the night before parachute jumps for for obvious reasons. And, and then, of course... There's no better way to get into trouble than to walk into something that demanded focus and attention uh, in, a, in an exhausted condition. So, yeah, we, Neil, there's no question about it. We need to do better. We do know that the aviation guys pay close attention to it, and they, they have their flight days. Uh, and and they will limit, no kidding, actual flight operations because they know that the brain starts to degrade when you are tired and exhausted and things happen inside of aircraft very quickly. And if you're behind it, you can end up with, with a mishap. And we have sufficient evidence that now drive aviation, and we're starting to do that now with motor vehicles. We know that, in particular, the heavy emphasis that we've had on driving operations to be in the, you know, the mine-protected vehicles as we were transiting, if the transit isn't the mission, then we certainly want to minimize the risk in transit to the point where we start executing the mission. And that drove a lot of the mine protected vehicles and, and, and all the rest of that. And we, and we do know that exhausted drivers increase the likelihood of mishaps and the problems that come along with that. So yes, we, we have really, got to do better about it. And some of it is, no kidding, having limits on the amount of operations you can do during the normal routine, even in combat operations. But but we have to do even better than that. I, one of these solutions for me when I'm in the field is I use earplugs. The earplugs helped me get sleep. They would help filter out the kind of noises that would cause me to wake up when I was sleeping. Uh, I 
we haven't institutionalized this better and we need to. And that means understanding the individual and understanding the individual's needs and peculiarities to enable them to improve their sleep that would that we can then use while we're not just frankly all the time you know back in the barracks as well as in training and in operations uh, to help improve the quality of sleep so that we can get more out of the individual when we really need to uh, we haven't done that There's a ton more information on what the Marine Corps is doing with mindfulness and sleep in the full-length version of the episode that's waiting for you at thesnoozebutton.com. Till we get together next time, my name's Neil Headley. This is the Snooze Button Express. Hey, get some sleep, would you? Snooze.